0: Welcome to episode 8 of the GBHBL Whiplash. If you don't know by now, I am Carl, your host for these podcasts. The aim of these is to play you music from up and coming bands. Bands that have got our attention and we think you need to hear too. Not only that, i like to also talk about things that have got my attention this week in our world, give you my opinions and thoughts, as well as give you a preview of some of the upcoming music reviews going up on the site over the next week. So we are Games, Brains and Having Life and you can find us over at GBHBL.com. That's our website, where every day you can read album, EP, single reviews, as well as game reviews and horror movie reviews. We have content going up every single day. We also have top lists, TV show reviews, interviews, features, book reviews, videos, as well as even a little bit of merchandise. Yes, I'm about to plug that stuff again. It's got a wicked design on the front, has been professionally made by an artist, they're cheap and come in all sizes so head over to the website to pick one up now and represent us you'll be supporting us you can also find us on facebook search for gbhbl and give us a like follow us on twitter at gbhbl underscore official we're on instagram as gbhbl so make sure you follow us there too this podcast is available on soundcloud and itunes so hit that subscribe button if you like what we do we're also on youtube where you can find a lot of our video game content as well as horror quickies which is where we give you a brief review over the trailer of a specific movie, and much more. This past weekend, we've also recorded two new podcast specials, with the first going up in a few days' time. In that one, Brendan and I talk all things Cradle of Filth, and it was a lot of fun. So right, on to this week. We've got tracks from the Italian death metal band Sepulchro, Sludgy Doom Metal Brits 100-Year-Old Man, the Canadian extreme death metal band The Black Sorcery, Pulse Metal Atmos atmospheric black metal band mole and making a second appearance on the podcast is atmospheric black metal band soul dissolution so we're going to kick things off with mole and a track off the new album jord it's out on april 13th 2018 via holy raw records jord is a divine piece of work a life-changing record that blends atmospheric black metal with post-rock delivering a masterclass in invention of brutality I'm absolutely stoked, so pleased to be able to play Penumbra. So if you follow us on social media you'll hopefully notice that every Friday we do a post, a big post on Facebook and Instagram detailing some of the new releases that come out. We choose these based off what we've reviewed as a reminder for our readers seeing as most of our reviews go up in advance of the official release date. With a huge amount of music released these bands can often find themselves buried on streaming services as the bigger names take precedence. So in addition to that I'm also going to remind you here what has come out in the past seven days that you should be checking out? Hoof Glove released a self titled EP via Don't Drone Alone, a record that is all about noise in a fascinating way. Finnish melodic death metal band Mors Sabutia released Into the Pitch Black via Inverse record, Records. Objection Ritual's new album Soul of Ruin, Body of Filth was released via Malignant Records. Crossing the Desert is a wonderful stoner rock album from Bort. Epic Doom Masters Solstice have released a CD version of the latest album, White Horse Hill, via Invictus Productions. The Rocket Dolls, a heavy rock trio from Brighton, dropped their new album Deadhead. Swedish Death Death Metal's Innisons released Transition via Blood Harvest Records. Legendary Metalcore Band Caliban released their 11th album called Elements via Century Media Records. Thrash Metalers Violation have released a physical version of the late 2017 album Visions of the Onslaught via Brutal Records. Pleasure of Mutilate released their new album Premonition via CDN Records. Black and Death Juggernaut Blood of the Wolf unleashed two Campaign of Extermination. And finally, on the album's front, Argentinian death metalers Cadaver Putrefacto. Released La Maledicion del Zombie Arante via Brutal Records. You can also now pick up EPs from The Human Race's Filth, who released Liberate, Crossing the Limits, who released Perseverance, and Cheroco- Cherokee, who released Wakan Tanka Nisi Un via Dying Victims Productions. As you can see, it's a hell of a lot of releases, and these are just the ones we've reviewed. So much great rock and metal. Music every single week. It's not been the most interesting week for news, but there are a few bits that have kind of jumped my attention. You know, late in the last uh, couple of days, it looks like System of a Down are about to announce a new album. But I'm not going to really talk about that until I actually see what it is. We've been teased by System before and it turned out just to be live shows. So, the supergroup Killer Be Killed have started work on new material for a second album, penciled in for release next year. Killer Be Killer comprised of Max Cavallera from Soulfly, Ex Sepultura, and Cavalera Conspiracy. We all know who he is, of course. Greg Puciato of the Dillinger Escape Plan. Troy Saunders from Mastodon. And Ben Colliffe of Converge. They released a self titled debut album in 2014, something that we reviewed over on the site, giving it 8 out of 10. The debut was an excellent album with only one major negative. The varying influences and vocals made it feel like an album of standalone songs and not a cohesive experience. And considering the wide range of talents in the band, that's no surprise, but it would be great to see that improved upon with this follow up. Either way I'm stoked for it, so that really looking forward to that. Keep your eyes and ears open for more killer be killed news. Right, let's get a debate going. Let's talk about baby metal. Now how did you react when I said that name? Did you grimace? Did you smile? Or were you completely indifferent? The band that certainly divides opinion, it seems as though most fall into one or two categories. You either love them with all your heart or you hate them with a passion. On face value it's hard to understand just why anyone who loves metal would like them. Three young girls do choreographed dance routines while singing distinct Japanese schoolgirl J-pop with the heavy metal side of things coming from a backing band. However, they've quickly established a huge fan base and have commanded big slots at festivals and soul at shows all over the world, including here in the UK. The fans range from teenagers to men and women in their 50s. They're a phenomenon and a cause of debate no matter what they do. So as per normal on this podcast, I'm not going to pull any punches. First things first, no one should be attacked or abused for what they like. Simply put, like what you like and don't worry about what others enjoy. Many of the comments that come on a baby metal post are genuinely worrying and I really do wonder about the mental stability of some people out there when you can get so wound up over what other people enjoy hearing. Their fans see them as a breath of fresh air and to say they have a hardcore following is putting it lightly. Likewise those who despise the band are just as vocal, citing the image, J-pop singing, commercialization as their reasoning behind the dislike. Each side has valid points. But both connect a bit stupid about the whole thing at times. Me? I don't like them, but not because of how they look. I don't like them because of how they sound, and I've listened to them a hell of a lot. I even reviewed their last album, Metal Resistance, on the site. See, one of the fences you often hear is that the back and band are heavy and the real talent within baby metal. However, on Metal Resistance, a lot of what they do is pretty uninspired and not very exciting at all. They throw up plenty of riffs, plenty of breakdowns and heavy as hell moments, but it often fills out like a context, almost like they know they have to slightly cater towards a metal crowd. That's not my biggest issue with them though. You see, I can't enjoy baby metal because I find the J-pop singing insufferable. I find it grating as the two younger members chime in with horrifyingly high pitched squeaks. To me it's like nails on a chalkboard. While the main singer has a nice voice, I don't think it's anything special. But that doesn't mean that not to someone else. I guess I can use Ghost as a comparison. I think they're awesome—an awesome band with great records and great live performances. However, there are plenty of people out there who think think Ghost are terrible. Anyway, why am I talking about baby metal? Well, they popped up in the news. You see, on April 1st, A.K.A. Fox Day, they released a cryptic video to mark the start of Metal Resistance Episode Seven. According to the clip, a new era is about to begin, with a voiceover saying, light and darkness, both are considered to be opposites, but at the same time, one cannot exist without the other. Until now, we have only experienced the light side, the legend of three metal spirits, and a known dark side also exists, a legend of seven metal spirits, the chosen seven. A new era is about to begin. So yeah, chances are a new album isn't coming. How does it make you feel? Excited? Excited for the baby metal train to start up again? Or terrified as watch people lose their shit, and the usual argument descends into what's metal and what's not metal. So on that note, let's play another track, something quite a bit different from Baby Metal. The Edge of Infinity comes from Italian death metalers Sel- Selpacro and is taken from the upcoming three-track demo Undead Abyss. The demo will be released on May fifteenth via Unholy Domain Records and is available to pre-order now over on Bandcamp. The Edge of Infinity is a short. Hard hitting but very memorable track, enjoy. Alright, I've considered talking about this next subject a few times in the podcast, even up to writing about it last week. I ended up leaving it out as I was struggling to get my point across. A week later and I think I'm ready to go, especially as it's hit the news again this week. Wendy Dio has confirmed that some changes are being made to the Ronnie James Dio hologram before the launch of the next leg of the Dio Returns World Tour. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about Dio, the Dio hologram. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you think it's a great idea and consider it a chance to see the legendary vocalist Go nuts. However, I fall completely within the camp of if you want to see Dio sing live, you missed your chance as he died in 2010. I do not consider it disrespectful or gross. No one, and I mean this, no one would know Dio, what Dio would have wanted better than his wife and his bandmates. The people that turn around and go, oh, Dio wouldn't have wanted this, bloody well, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know him. It's his wife and his bandmates. When she says Ronnie would have wanted this, I believe her and I don't think it's our place to dismiss her, or worse, insult her. My issue with a hologram is based around what was often my issue with music fans. Why the fuck would you pay to see a hologram of a dead singer, rather than use that money to see new and upcoming bands? I find it simply staggering that this is even a choice for some. This might be an exaggeration, but does it not seem like we're heading to a future where there is no new music because we're all too busy living in the past? I know we all like a bit of nostalgia. Hell, I'm as guilty as anyone there when it comes to gaming but this is too much. Rock and metal is dead, it bloody will be. That might seem like I'm going over the top, and it's no secret that as soon as something is successful, companies do everything they can to copy it and replicate it. But imagine a future where a holographic deal opens to our holographic Guns N' Roses in a solo stadium, or down the road, several young bands are playing to a handful of people in a pub, desperately trying to make enough money so they can afford the fuel to drive home. Yeah, I know I'm laying it on thick. I just find it so frustrating. As I said at the start, I'm not going to give you shit for wanting to see The Deal Hologram. It's your money. Spend it as you will. I'm just far from convinced it's a good thing for the rock and metal scene. So talking about the future, let's play another track. This team from Leeds-based genre-blending Metal's 100 100-year-old man. Breaching is the fantastic debut from the band out on April 27th via Giza Records and Wolves and Vibrancy. You can pre-order the album now via the two labels and listen to the previously released tracks via major streaming services of course you can also pick up their earlier ep ray via bandcamp sit back and enjoy the darkened melody of disconnect Hundred man are wants to watch. These are the bands that are future of our scene. So what do we all think of the new Winter Flith album? Now I know I'm not saying that right. I have a real problem saying this band's name. So I'm going to try and avoid saying it as much as possible. So you don't all slap your heads in shame. So they're a decade into their career. And the Halloween of Airdom is a hell of a turning point for the atmospheric black metal band. It sees them drop the metal side of their sound and instead deliver a melancholic folk album. It's a risky move, and I think it pays off for the most part. But here's the thing. I don't love it, but I did love the previous album, The Dark Hereafter, and considered it one of the best albums of 2016. Now, I'm not asking for part two of that, of course. I think it's great to see them take risks and expand their sound. And had this been an EP, I'd probably be singing its praises. However, it's not. It's a 12-track album coming in at about 55 minutes. That there, for me, is the big issue with the hallowing of Airdom. It's just too long for this level of folk moodiness to not begin to wear thin. I mean, that being said, it's not a bad album. The gentle guitar, soft string sections, mournful chants, and traditional folk singing makes for an incredible listen at times. They absolutely nail what it is to deliver majestic passages steeped in folk history. It's downright emotional, even beautiful at times. I'm just not convinced it's going to be remembered long term. Like... I can't see myself having this on repeat over the next few weeks. Whereas, The Darker After, I'm still listening to that now. So what do you think? Was it a good idea for them to entirely abandon black metal and harsh vocals? Do you think that Hallowing of Erdom is the best thing they've done? I'd love to hear your thoughts, so hit us up on social media or drop us a comment under the full review on the site. Yep, we've got a full, lengthy review available on the site right now. Right, next up. We have The Black Sorcery in the song Ancient Dialects of Wind, which is available to stream now over on Bandcamp, where you can, of course, pre-order the album. The album is called And the Beast Spake Death from Above. It will be released on May 29th in both a digital and cassette format via Cruciator Productions and on CD through Hammer of Damnation. Ancient Dialects of Wind is three plus minutes of extreme metal abuse. Enjoy. (laughs) was that so we're nearing the end now so it's that time again to finish up with a rundown of some of the album reviews you can expect to read over the next seven days we've got some bangers coming up so make sure you check them all out and don't forget we'll give you a reminder once they're released via social media we have a review of the new album ambitions price from california-based symphonic gothic metal band graveshadow out on april 13th via m theory audio the gothic tone of ambitions price happily doesn't distract from the sym- symphonic metal goodness of Grave Shadows' new album, a mix of soaring female vocals, guttural flashes and thumping metal rhythm. On April 27th, Lovely Records were released Creepiest Creep by horror punks The Dharmas. with a tornado influences like garage punk, classic rock and 60s pop. The band truly is a Frankenstein's monster of music. This is a band who are going their own way with colourful contrasts while still keeping the main essence of what they're all about. Catchy tunes, the dharma suck you into the music and to a world filled with darkness. Demonhead are pleased to unveil their new EP entitled The Resistance. The new release is an epilogue to the band's last album, Thunder in the Fields, and contains two stories that will enthrall the listener. The first single, Rivers of Mars, is a haunting rock song that somehow blends the scene of a forest night with the discovery of water on a red planet, A closest still unknown neighbour. While the resistance is the timeless narrative to the struggles and nightmares of an underground partisan movement in the face of totalitarian power, Demonhead have crafted the music as a sinister rock soundtrack to tell this tale, ah, the homage to those who defy ty- ty- tyranny. The EP will be released on April 27th via the sign Records. Finland's underground death metal quintet Krua, and released their third full-length album entitled Destroyers on March 23rd, 2018. Destroyers is an apt name, seeing as the 8-track album comes at you with intense destructive force, enough to make you bury your head in respect. From members of reputed, band, reputed bands like Raven Cult, Embrace of Thorns and Dip Sephoris, Grease's Negredo are changing the way we look at black metal, whilst maintaining the rawness and intensity they're deftly incorporating elements of death and thrash metal mangling together to suit their dark aesthetic. The new album, Flesh Torn, Spirit Pierced, will be released on April 15th via Transcending Obscurity Records. Extreme Metal Band, Abolishment of Flesh, will release their debut full-length album, The Inhuman Condition, on April 20th via Unholy Anarchy Records. The album is highly recommended for fans of cattle decapitation and suffocation. Elm Tree Circle are a four-piece emo pop-punk band from Germany. Their debut album, The Good Life, is set for release on the 11th of May through Crod Records. Standing out in the pop-punk rock world is a tough task, especially when the emo tag is attached to your sound. It inevitably draws comparisons to both the best and the worst of that style of music. A lot of people will judge the Elm uh, Elm Tree Circle before they've even heard a note. A mistake, though, as their brand of melodramatic and bouncy music is really enjoyable. Soom was founded in Karakiv at the end of 2013 and after a lot of changes in lineups settled in 2016. It recorded three splits with Presser, Diazepam, 2 and Vina, one EP Fear and Loathing and one full-length album Night of the Meadow. They're now back on April 20th with their new album, Digibars, out on Ro- Robust Fellow Productions. I struggle to say a lot of that. Fucking terrible. Great album, though. The 23rd of April 2018 sees the official worldwide release of the new Stormzone opus, Lucifer's Factory, as it's called, and it's out via Metal Nation Records. It's the sixth album from the Belfast-based Heavy Metal Merchants. 13 tracks of blistering metal combined in the superb vocals of Harb Harbison with the crunching, powerful delivery of the rest of the band. 2018 also sees on celebrate 12 years of delivering their brand of classic heavy metal. So good on them. And on the 27th of April, 2018, Piss River will release their self-titled debut album via the Sign Records. The album combines a vari- variety of influences and results in a sound that can be best described as a cross between Girl School, L7, The Gits and Annihilation Time. Part punk, part classic metal, Part Upbeat Rock and Roll, Piss River Combined, Exciting Riffing, Kick-Ass Female Vocals and a Party Vibe. So make sure you check out all those reviews going up the site this week. Right, let's finish things off then with a podcast first. Getting a second track played for the first time, we couldn't be happier to end things with another track from the incredible new album Stardust by Soul Dissolution. Soul Dissolution, our black metal project from Belgium, formed in December 2012 they released stardust on march 25th 25th 2018 via black Lion records and it's available to buy or stream now you can check out full review of the album over on the site this track is my personal favorite off the album this is the last farewell thank you for listening and i'll see you next week enjoy